Recorded live. Hey everyone, Hassan here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is March 12th, 2018, and this is episode number 146, entitled Happy Anniversary Nintendo Switch. Woo-hoo! It's been one year, and uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to celebrate a little bit and talk about the, the first year of the Switch and some other things as well. So joining me as always, I have Steve here. Hey guys. I'm excited about this, too. It's been a great year at the Nintendo Switch. Indeed it has. We got Greg as well. Hey everyone. Next Nintendo Direct is this week, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, we we get, we got to talk some about, about that stuff right there. Uh, and we also have Barry. Hey, guys. So we got, uh, we got a bunch of things to talk about uh, tonight. So... Um, we got the Nintendo Direct that happened recently. We're talking about the first year of Switch, uh, a whole bunch of different things as well. Um, and I also do have something I want to say at the end of the podcast, but I'll, I'll hold that until the end. But uh, for anybody that is watching, we do encourage you to participate with us live during the show. So if you head to NintendoFuse.com, you can see the details on how to call into the podcast and participate. Uh, if you call in and use TalkShoe, there's a chat there, or if you're watching us on Google Hangouts, um, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, you can just type in the chat there as well. Uh, shout out to Alex Desmarai, uh, who, who is in the chat as well. So anybody out there, say hi. We'll read your comments, whether it's the Nintendo Direct or whatever else we talk about tonight. Definitely say hi. So to uh, kick things off, um, we're going to be talking about... Uh, a new thing that Nintendo has now implemented, which involves My Nintendo. So for the longest time, uh, My Nintendo and Nintendo Switch, there wasn't really much there, much much benefits for for Switch owners. So they've decided to implement the ability to use your My Nintendo Gold points, your Gold coins, when purchasing Nintendo Switch digital games. So essentially, any physical um, game that you purchase, you get like one percent back. Digital titles, you get 5% back. So basically every gold coin that you get is the equivalent of one cent. Uh, And then these gold coins, when you actually go to purchase something from the uh, Nintendo eShop now, then you have the ability to use your gold coins as money, basically. So, um, you know, basically every digital game that you buy, you might get a couple dollars worth that you can essentially then apply to another game, that sort of thing. Nothing major, but it's something at least. You know, it's it's something. Uh, what do you guys think? Are you guys, do you guys even have my Nintendo Gold coins to, to spend, or do you have, like, two cents worth, or, like, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, funny funny thing you said. I'm, I'm going to leave all the, uh, the the difference in physical and very, or, I mean, yeah. Um, the difference, <laughs> funny there, like, right, yeah. Um, the differences between physical and uh, and digital up to Barry because uh, yeah I know he's gonna have some things to say about that. What I want to talk about is what you uh, actually said there at the very end there, uh, Hudson, is that hopefully you get uh, a couple dollars from your purchases. Um, that would make great sense um, if if I was to get a couple dollars from my digital purchases, but that is not what I'm getting. I'm getting cents is what I'm getting. And uh, it all adds up, and all the digital purchases I've gotten, I'm pretty sure I have less than $5, um, and almost all of my games are digital. 
And uh, so while I'm finally excited that there's something there for Switch, it is next to nothing. And that is, that's, that's saddening, I think, um, because they could be so much more. I mean, it was better. I, I feel like they did better in the, in the past. I, I like, I, I do like the incentive to go digital because I think that that makes sense with the, with the plan they have. But the dis- the difference between them is drastic, and and still you're not getting much at all from this. So it's like, it, it's really just pennies. I mean, like one coin is one penny, and and it's it's like, yeah, they they could be doing so much more with this. And so, um, great great that we have something, but it's it's kind of I don't know. I, I don't want to be one of those people that like, hey, they're giving something for free. Why do you complain about it? But but it's almost like they didn't offer us anything at all. Like that's, I guess, my thinking behind it. It's like, I don't know. I, 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 I hate to like think of any um, like metaphors for it because I feel like I would like downplay other things because this is not that important. I know. Grand scheme of things, people are dying of world hunger, and I'm complaining that Nintendo is not giving me enough for my purchases. I understand. However, it, it could be better. It could be a lot better. So that's my thoughts. You terrible person, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I do want to mention one thing that I did forget to say is I think they actually did slightly change the amount of gold coins that you do actually also get with, with games going forward now. Um, so roughly it'll equate to going forward now, a $60 game that you purchase. If you get a, a physical copy, um, you're going to be getting basically 60 coins worth. So, you know, 60 cents. If uh, you buy digital, it's 300 coins, so basically $3. So essentially for $60 games digitally, you're getting $3 back, or if it's retail, $0.60 back, basically. um, But I am glad they they changed it going forward. But, yeah, my past purchase is like I've got nothing from those. Um, But it is nice at least to get $3. But, but, uh, yeah, it'd be – because I think I remember before, was it with Wii U and 3DS, you got basically $5 back for a game, and that was cool, like – I don't know. I just feel like three dollars and sixty cents is like that's pitiful. Like for people like Barry to collect everything, like wow, sixty cents. Did they yeah. did they change it? Because I I see another another problem with this whole thing is you have a year from the release date to actually activate the coins, and the coins expire. So I was holding off, waiting, you know, until you get the most of my money because I don't know when I'm going to use the coins. So it's like, oh, that one-year point's coming on. So I grabbed all my launch games, and I went ahead to activate. And I got 10 freaking gold coins each. Ten. Ten cents. Thank you for purchasing a $60 game. Here's a dime, which is just – I would rather <laughs> so, get nothing so than So you got to from 10 cents to 60 cents. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They changed it after the year mark. So all of our right. early adopters who got it on launch – who got it on launch, even if we waited the max day, which I did, nope, nope, here's a dime. Thank you, Nintendo. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for making physical worth less than digital, because you already hate us. Let's just, let's hate on us more. Just, just, just do it. Why not? Screw you. But they could you do, like they, they could do, put them all as, uh, uh, they only have so many physical games you have to get them from a specific store and you only get 10 cents back how about that (laughs) well you know what to be fair (laughs) nintendo is the only company i know of and correct me i could be wrong but the only company i know of to actually sell out of a digital game 
don't know if you remember when Earthbound went on the Wii U, it was sold out shortly thereafter for a digital game. Like, if Nintendo can do that, I guess they can throw a dime in our face and say, thank you for being loyal. Would you like another? Because that's that. And, it, and the fact that you have to, it expires in a year. You can't, any game, like if you buy Zelda now, even brand new, I don't think you can get those coins anymore because Zelda released 3-3. Three, three. Um, on top of that, the coins, what is it, six months before they expire? So I have six months now to use 60 cents. <laughs> wow. Great. You can't even let me carry that over until maybe I build up enough for a two ninety nine game or something. No, no, screw you. It's it this whole system is terrible. It is so terrible and it's just a slap in the face of anybody who purchases games, especially physical. It, it's just terrible. <laughs> They're so out of touch. That's all six sixty cents for for, for six games. Yay. <laughs> You, well, I was I was gonna talk about that part, but Barry got to jump in and steal the, <laughs> that part of it. But I did want to say that at least it's something that you can actually spend the coins on, um, instead of how those digital guides, themes, background pictures. No, none of that stuff is worth twenty gold coins, and I've already had some expire because there's literally nothing else to get. So while I am getting whatever pennies, dollars off of a game, it's better that I'm spending it on that instead of I'm just expiring. So yes. I am I am happy I gonna, to be able to have a use for them. <laughs> what I was going to say is I agree with you, Greg, but here's the kicker. The, the, the platinum coins or whatever, the silver coins, the ones that you get you know, from like the mobile games, that at least had a game with Twilight Princess to cross that you can buy. So so with the coins that you get commonly, there's actually a game you can use them on because you gain enough coins. You can't even do that with gold coins. Even I think if you had every digital game, you might be able to purchase one digital game. Like, then that's terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, they did have a couple ones for gold coins, but they were for Wii U and 3DS. And it was yeah, like I'm... games you likely already already had to begin with, but... <laughs> They haven't yeah, really had I any think, switch offerings. Right. And I think I, I, I agree with you, Greg. There were so many times that I had I had coins, you know, just expiring because I didn't want to use them on crap. And so sometimes I used it, sometimes I didn't. And the things that I bought, they just they're just sitting there. Like I had a wallpaper one time, but like I just feel like I had to use them. So it is nice that you can use them for, for something like beyond just their, their small library of things that I don't want. But I think it'd be great if they do eventually build that out and 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 do both, I guess, um, to allow us to to use it on the existing eShop games, but to also have uh, some sort of catalog of other things that we can get with it as well. And hopefully that gets better, and it's not just you know first chapters of of game guides because that's not good enough. Um, but it, it would be nice to to have both. But I I do if I'm gonna have the choice of one or the other, I like this choice better than what we had before, um, which was actually nothing to the Switch. But um, but some of those things for, for 3DS and Wii U and mobile and everything, I like this better. Um, but it would be nice to, to some of the, like the, the really cool things like back in Club Nintendo. I think that, that's, that's really cool stuff. I, I want to bring that stuff back. Yeah, those yeah. wallpapers, by the way, I'm sure you could just Google the image and find it by now. I'm sure they're all free. 
But that's the thing I've, that sucks. I've gotten a couple of the wallpapers because there is nothing else to get. I was like, I need to or my points are going to expire. So now I have Mario Kart wallpapers, and I don't even know what else. See, now, if this was their first foray into doing this, I could semi-look the other way. But Club Nintendo is so good. And, and most importantly, it offered physical goods, the statues. There was the gold nunchuck. There, and, and, and the digital games they did offer were exclusive. There was the Doc Lewis punch-out game and stuff like that. They actually gave you a reason to open up a game and register that code. They went from a system that worked, that people liked, that people collect merchandise for. You know, they, they even did two Game & Watch collections for the DS that were exclusive to Club Nintendo, and they were physical. But, so they went from that until, here's 10 cents on your $60 purchase. Have a nice day. <laughs> well, no, the Wii U had that deluxe digital program, and that was like 10%. So, like, right now, if you buy it digital, you get 5%. So it's like a middle ground kind of in between. Well, I mean, the, the Wii U program was, was terrible, too, compared to Club Nintendo. Every, all, all this stuff since they ended Club Nintendo has been worse than Club Nintendo. And that's the kicker. Usually, if you end one program, you bring it up with a program that's better. You learn from your mistakes. You don't say, hey, you know what? We have this car, and it's got these four round wheels, and we can move at 100 miles an hour. I know. Let's take them off and make square wheels. Let's see how that goes. And then when you realize you're sputtering, you say, ah, oh, we need rhombus wheels. That's what's going to take us. No, 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 no. That's not how you do it. And that's what Nintendo is doing. And that's why this system is terrible. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a downgrade from, from, the, from the previous systems. And um, I don't know. Who knows if they'll, they'll make it better in time. I, I, at this point, I keep my expectations low when it comes to this kind of stuff from Nintendo. Um, but the, the one point I did want to make, and this may be a little unpopular with, with Barry, but the fact that digital games do give you more coins than re- physical copies, I think does actually make sense because a lot of times with physical games, you can get them at a discount at launch or soon after, whereas digital games are typically at launch full price. So in this way, you're getting, I guess, $60 game, you're getting $3 back. Um, so it's, it's something there. So, um, so it's kind of that, that, that give and take to at least offer something similar for, for the consumers that are going for the, the digital versions of the game. But that being said, I think the actual values that they're giving are not really good at all because obviously, I mean, you know, even 60 cents is ridiculous. So I think yeah. they need to up that up. But, you know, the, the difference, the, the fact that there is a difference makes sense to me. What the actual values is does not. So that needs to be fixed. I totally agree. Yeah. Yep. Um, so going along the lines of we're talking about these gold coins that nobody probably really even has, but if you do happen to have gold coins, or at least, you know, a, a portion that you can contribute towards um, uh, purchase, because basically think of it as like a little bit of a discount, you know, a couple cents off of, you know, a game or something like that. So we thought we'd put together a list. Um, uh, Mike from the team thought, you know, thought of this idea that we can each suggest some games that are available on the eShop that you can maybe go and use some of these gold coins on uh, as well. So we each pick two games. Um, so I'll kick things off uh, with, with my two choices, which were uh, Picross S and Sonic Mania. Um, Picross S, I'm a big fan of, of Picross. It's one of those puzzle games that's um, pretty uh, easy to get into, but can get um, a little complex at times. But it's, it's nice. That it's a game that I kind of boot up every now and then and play a couple minutes here and there. 
very nice to have on the Switch. Uh, Sonic Mania we've talked about in the past as well. Um, uh, pretty fun game uh, and kind of brings you back to the old school Sonic and um, worth, uh, worth picking up on the go on the Switch. Uh, what about you, Steve? What are your some picks from the eShop? So uh, two of my picks are uh, really two of my favorites um, on the eShop right now. Um, the very beginning, we, we talked about this in, in our uh, top ten um, on our rundown, in fact, uh, I talked about it on the video that we posted, um, was Snipper Clips, uh, cut it out together. One of my favorite games on the Switch. Um, it actually made it into my, I think it was number three for Switch games for 2017. Um, it's just a great puzzle game. It's new and it's exciting. Uh, you can play um, with two players. You can even play up to four players. Uh, it's one of the games that my wife and I still play together quite a bit. We've completed, I think, almost all of it. Um, but now that they have extra levels and everything out there, they 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 um, send out the expansion and then, and you can get it physical, but uh, it was originally digital only. And um, yeah, it's just a really really fun puzzle game that is challenging, but um, not too challenging where you're like trying to like pull out your hair. But it's challenging enough where I, I can get this, I can I can figure this out, and uh, it's just really fun. Um, and then the other game is Rocket League. It's probably the game that I played the most on my Switch. It's the one that I just keep firing up. Um, I've had it on other systems, and uh, it was probably the, the game that I played the most on my PlayStation, <laughs> the game that I played most on my Xbox, and now it's probably become the game that I play the most um, on my Switch. I probably put more hours into Zelda or Mario, but, um, but, it's the, but I don't fire them up as much as I do Rocket League. If I have just a few minutes here and there, um, Rocket League is what I'm firing up, and uh, it's great to play um, it's great to play single player, but it's really, really fun to play online and uh, get some online matches in there. Um, there's so many different games we can, anyway, you can play within it. You can play the traditional, you know, regular stock car, but then you can also play the hockey, basketball. Um, there's all these different variations and everything there too. So um, yeah, it's like soccer and um, RC cars come together and it, it's a blast. So definitely recommend both of those. Both uh, good titles for sure. What about you, Greg? Both of my titles were from our Game of the Year podcast. Um, they were both very excellent games that released last year as well. Um, cannot say enough about SteamWorld Dig 2. That's a terrific follow-up to the original 3DS version, which actually just released on Switch in the last month or so. Um, definitely a very fun game to check out. You can Explore the underground massive mines, collect gems, upgrade your pickaxe, get your light, and do all sorts of crazy stuff. They've added in like boss battles, tons of stuff to do. It's an excellent game. I strongly recommend it. Um, the other title was the game chat that me and Barry did. It'll be two plus. Again, that was a sequel from another system, the Wii U this time, but um, it's basically like a 2D version of like a Legend of Zelda type game. You go around exploring, defeating monsters, collecting a few different items, and solving dozens and dozens of puzzles. And everything gets very, very difficult towards the end, and it's very worth it to go through it all. It's very fun, very enjoyable. Definitely highly recommend it for anyone that likes those action-adventure type games where you have like a, almost a 2D Legend of Zelda experience. Nice. Very cool. What about you, Barry? Uh, my two picks also came from our Game of the Year podcast. 
and I specifically took two games that you can only get digital as of now. Um, that may change later on, but uh, in the spirit of using these wonderful gold coins, all 60 cents of them, uh, I picked uh, Blaster Master Zero, uh, which is a remake of the original from the Nintendo days. Uh, it's a really cool exploration 2D Metroidvania style game uh, that also shifts to a top-down perspective, uh, whether you're in uh, Blaster Master or not. Uh, running gun, tons of different weapons, you can roll up walls, puzzles, multiple endings. It's just such a blast, and it's done by uh, NT Create. So uh, if you're familiar with their work, they do great, great job. And then there's DLC character pack. Uh, you can be like Shantae and run around in it or, sh or shoving Shovel Knights in there. Uh, so it really, it's really cool. It adds all this extra replay. Uh, the other game I picked is uh, Bimbleweed Park, which I don't think gets enough attention. If you like Maniac Mansion or Adventure or uh, Secret of Monkey Island or stuff like that, uh, this is from the creator of those games. Uh, it is an old-school PC-style adventure game where you point and click where you want to go, and you're solving a, um, there's a murder, and you're trying to figure out who is uh, who's responsible, and you have to interview all these people in the town, and while you're going through that, something starts stealing off, and it becomes very X-Files-like, uh, and you get multiple playable characters, and the story just gets more and more out there, and the ending is very meta, and it's just it's just worthwhile play. And uh, if you like that, that style game, you really need to check it out. Very cool. Very cool. Lots of different uh, diverse types of games here. And then from Mike, he actually also sent in two titles that he wanted me to mention as well. Um, so one of his picks was Blossom Tales of Sleeping King. Uh, he said that on top of reviewing it, I did heavily enjoy the story and its diverse gameplay. It feels like an old-fashioned Zelda title while being modern enough to feel fresh. It's a game well worth picking up on the eShop. And his second pick was Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, this rhythm roguelike title has you battling through randomly generated dungeons in order to defeat the Necrodancer. This is a game I grew very fond of and have well over 300 hours between three different versions of the game. The music is addicting and will have you humming for hours after you stop playing. I highly recommend anyone picks up this version of the game as it does include the amplified DLC that is separate on other platforms. Uh, so there you go. So a variety of different types of games available on the eShop to spend your 60 coins on uh, and so on. So going forward, yeah. of course, we'll get more gold coins than, than in the past, but, uh, but at least there's something. Yeah. I think that's one of the coolest things about um, is the eShop is that Nintendo has really been pouring into um, indie developers. And we've talked about this before, but I love how there's just such a, a wide array of different types of games that is on the eShop. I mean, you can, we, we've talked about 10 games and all of them are, are different from each other. And there's, there are several adventure games, but they're not all like cookie cutter sort of adventure games. They're, they're different types and we have different types of puzzle games and we have, you know, like things like Rocket League, which is like, you know, a sports kind of sort of game. And then, you know, all these different types of, uh, of really cool, innovative games that are on there. And so um, I love what Nintendo is doing with the eShop. It'd be cool if they, you know, figure out the My Nintendo thing, but um, when you do eventually get enough uh, coins um, racked, racked up, uh, there's there's definitely a lot of really cool stuff out there that, that you can spin it on. And plus they've continued this release of like 10 plus titles week after week after week after week. It's constantly new stuff, constantly lots of stuff coming. Even titles that have never appeared on Nintendo platforms have their shine in the day, like Super Meat Boy and other games like that. Undertale, 
it's great to see a lot of this stuff is coming along. So. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely continued support for the switch, which is, which is great to see. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Taylor Homewood. What's up, Taylor? Uh, he's hopped into the chat as well. He said, I've almost beaten all of Picross. So he's also enjoying that title. Um, Alex Desmarais also talking about some stuff a little bit later in terms of the direct. He's saying, uh, you know, um, nothing on Yoshi. Um, so, you know, interesting there. But uh, we'll talk about the direct in a little while. Uh, before we get to that, though, March 3rd, right, was the anniversary of the Nintendo Switch. It's been one year, which is pretty crazy. Uh, it's been an amazing year for the Switch. So I kind of wanted to sort of look back and, and uh, um, just kind of reflect on that year and, and what we thought about, about the system. I, I mean, I know me personally, I, um, the Switch is absolutely incredible. I, I love it. I mean, just to think that in its first year, we got a brand-new Mario, brand-new Zelda, um, we got, uh, you know, um, versions of Mario Kart and Splatoon. We got some new IPs from Nintendo, like ARMS, and so many other great games uh, that were included in that. And just the support from indies and third parties, and um, it's it's been pretty awesome. And, and just the, the, the appeal of the system, right? I mean, just the, the portability, but being able to dock it is so cool. I mean, I've, I've got obsessed with Joy-Con, so I got the Joy-Con fever. I mean, just the whole package of the system has been incredible i mean it's been I, I can't think of a better first year for a nintendo system like i'm trying to go back at all the other systems i, I can't think of a better first year uh, what about you guys yeah. what do you think of the first year of the switch yeah this thing doesn't really look a day over you know two months it's, it's so, so actually the joy cons are newer but um yeah i think it's it's been a really really good first year especially because I think in the beginning, you know, there were so many people that were, you know, uh, not so sure about the um, the launch lineup and, and all these different things, and and we talked, you know, at, at all about all that stuff um, here, and and there have been other systems um, from other companies that have done better in their launch, but Nintendo's always kind of had a, a weaker sort of launch lineup, I think, for most of their systems, if not all of them. Um, but we, we were kind of hopeful, and I know why we were hopeful now, kind of being on the other side of this year. Um, like you said, some really great games, and I cannot remember um, <laughs> ever uh, having a Nintendo system with these this many great games within the first year that I can – there's so many. I mean, we, we had to pare it down for our, our top ten that we released uh, here on our YouTube channel for – the top 10 for its first year and we had a ton of games i think there were 25 that everybody put together we had to pare down to 10 um and then that's that's only counting we really looked at the big titles and then you have all the eShop titles that i was talking about just a second ago and yeah there's a lot out there now so while it might have might have started kind of weak um we have a great lineup now i think there's still some things that that need to be finished clearly the the online stuff um they can they can tweak the uh, the my Nintendo stuff and, and and things like that that they do need to be tweaked over time and and fixed, but um, but overall I'm I'm very pleased with this first year. What about yeah, you, Greg? This, this first year has been very incredible. I mean, just starting with with the launch and just seeing everybody picking it up on launch day and how excited everyone was to see it and Zelda was the talk of the town and. and Starting to like reminiscent like reminiscent of the Wii days where like people had trouble finding the system in stores, and then 
fast forward all, all these games just keep coming out. We can truly see they learn the lesson from the Wii U and 3DS launches of having these months of like dry spells, and they just kept going with like a new major title every single month for like the entire year, and then that continued to stop the hardware sales and. And that got more third parties on board to see how much it was been selling. And then not even before the year was up, it passed the lifetime sales of the Wii U. I mean, that is just speaks volumes of the quality of content and success of this type of hybrid type console. It's been really great. I just can't wait to see what more comes in the next years down the line. So, Yeah, for sure. What about you, Barry? I'm going to start <clears throat> by prefacing everything I say with I love the Switch. I absolutely love it. I've spent so many hours on this system. It is awesome. But I'm going to do something a little different than what Steve and Hassan and Greg have done, which is praise, completely unabashed praise. I'm going to be devil's advocate. The Switch has taught us that Nintendo has learned some of their lessons but they still have made several mistakes that they're continuing to make and I do think need to be addressed because this high, because it really is it's a high, it's a first-year high, and it's incredible. And they, wanna, they clearly want to ride it into next year. They already said they want to do 20 million units this year, and they could do that, especially with, with some of the announcements from the Direct. However, there are some blunders. There are significant blunders. Uh, some that they can't do anything about, like the system is underpowered, uh, which directly hurts third-party support because Nintendo has always been able to make great games on their hardware. They utilize their hardware. This is a fact, every system. But third parties is where they struggle. And had they made it a little bit more powerful, it would have made porting a little easier. That being said, we've had some great ports, a Doom, Skyrim, you know, you know, L.A. Noir, Resident Evil, but, but they're ports. And we only had one third-party exclusive title uh, to the Switch the first year, which is Mario and Rabbids, and that was using a, a Nintendo property to begin with. Uh, another thing is to help these third parties, Nintendo needs to communicate with them. They fit Mario Odyssey in the, in, in such a level, like two... two gig or something like that, something really, really tiny, and, and like one-tenth of the size of a save file from NBA 2K18. The entire game of Mario Odyssey is like one-tenth of a save file from NBA 2K18. They have not communicated with third party how to utilize this compression, because most third-party games have that wonderful white box along the top, as, you know, SD card is required, uh, and I think if Nintendo were to communicate better with third parties, we would have less of that and more full games on carts, full games that, that don't take so much memory just to save your game. Uh, and I think that that is a problem that needs to be addressed. Another problem is the size of the carts. And I know if you're digital, you don't care about this, but for physical people, they have a larger cart. I think they have 16 gig and 32 gig now. And there's a 64 gig cart. And they said, oh, we're going to hold off on producing it, even though they have it already. And, and there are third parties that are like, give us the 64-gig cart. We'll give you a bigger game. And the, the Nintendo's like, nope, nope, we're not going to do it. And, and to me, that's just a misstep. You don't have to use it. Put it out there for third parties. 
you're so friendly with indie, be friendly with third party. I'll be honest with you, an indie game isn't going to truly sell a console to the mass market. You, Celeste is a great third uh, indie game that just came out. I've heard nothing but praise. But Joe Schmo down the corner is not going to pick up a Switch just for Celeste. But if the new Call of Duty, for example, doesn't come on the Switch, full, you know, everything included, Joe Schmo, who does know that, may say, oh, man, I'd love to have Call of Duty on the go, but no, I'll just pick it up on the PS4. Why should I spend an extra 300 hours if I'm going to get a, a gimped version? We already saw that with FIFA 18. So, to me, Nintendo has done a great job in marketing, has done a great job in supply, and has done a great job in first-party games. Like Asan said, New Zelda, New Mario. We had New Xenoblade Chronicles. We had you know, new Splatoon, we had some great ports like Mario Kart and Pokemon. We had new IP like 1-2-Switch and ARMS. You know, it's great to see these things, but they're not, you know, out of the woodwork yet. 2017 was a telling year. 2018 is going to really, really be a telling year because this is going to be the make-or-break year. If third parties start to slip off like they did with the Wii U, we're going to have a repeat. If third parties ramp up, like they did with the Wii, we're going to have a much better year. So while the system is great, and I personally love it from an objective standpoint, there are mistakes they're making. And I'm not even getting, even getting into the online or, or the, the, the voice chat, because that's a whole new can of worms. Uh, that, that is another misstep. And then, then of course, there's these, the gold point system, which is another misstep. Like they're, they're making, all, for every great strive they're making, they're making all these other missteps. And some people are overlooking them, and I think they need to be addressed. We don't need to praise. We need to criticize constructively to get them to right their ways. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things uh, that, you know, we, we, we talked about is that, you know, we've already had the Mario and Zelda and you know, all these big games that are already out in this first year. And we know we're going to talk about in just a little bit um, all these big games that are going to come out in its second year. But beyond that, I mean, we can't, you're going to, like, we know those games take time. They have taken time. Um, games like Pikmin, I mean, we've only gotten three of them so far. So, you know, they, they take time to develop and everything, and Nintendo puts a lot of time and effort into it. And I'm so grateful that they do because we get really good quality games. But if we're only relying on their games to keep it going, man, we're, we're going to run out. And all of a sudden, we're going to get into year three and go, wow, that's a big drought if we don't get the third-party third support to keep it, it going uh, over the long haul. So I agree with you, Greg, or with Barry. And I mean, I think that's, that's one of the, the biggest things that we really, you know, we have to keep it up over, over the long haul. They did a great job, I think, launching into it, but let's, let's make some of those changes so that we can keep it going a lot longer than just a really cool first year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think it's one of those things that, um, We'll have to see what happens and see where, where things go from here. Um, lots of great stuff happened in the first year. Lots of room for improvement. Um, there's, you know, it could go both ways. So we'll just have to kind of look ahead and see, you know, what's, what comes of it in, in the future. So, um, and, you know, we, we'll, we'll be talking about some stuff that at least gives us an idea in the next few months or so what's going to happen. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what comes with that. Uh, so. Um, moving on to, oh, actually, yeah, in the chat, uh, so we had asked, what are some of your favorite games from the first year? So, uh, Taylor Homewood said, uh, Picross, Mario Kart 8, and FIFA 18. Yes, I enjoyed it. 
Um, yeah, I actually thought about picking up a uh, FIFA at one point. Never, never did, but um, but yeah, it's a good game. Cool. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's got its faults, but but I enjoy it. I, I love playing. Like I love almost all the soccer games, but I, I love you know having a pretty much, not all, not all the way, but pretty much a, a full uh, FIFA game on, on the go. And I think that was that was the cool thing to to be able to take that with me and. And uh, it, they're, it's getting better. It's not like the, the it's not full out crap that they put out the last couple of years on Wii U or Wii, but um, hopefully they they make keeps making some progress in the right way. But it's it's a fun game for sure. But see, FIFA 18 is one of those that, that was cannibalized by the power of the Switch because they the new one was on the Frostbite engine, and the Switch can't handle it. Here's another kicker about FIFA. I believe I believe FIFA was also put out in the 360 and the PS3. Uh, so they were easily able to take that version over. Next year, if if there is no FIFA 19 on the 360 and PS3 and they full go PS4, Xbox One only, is it worth their while to use this engine and develop it now strictly just for the Switch or not at all? Because that's one of the reasons the Wii was so successful is because companies were able to say, hey, if we need to build a Wii game, we can't use the 360 or the PS3 version. We need to use uh, the Wii, with a brand new engine because it's much less powerful, but they were able to take the Wii game that they make and then port it to the PS2 and then sometimes even the PS2 and the PSP to subsidize, hey, you know what, we'll, we'll put it out there uh, and make it worth our while to develop this game. Otherwise, you know, when the PS2 died off and the PSP died off, you started seeing less and less third-party Wii games because it just wasn't worth their while. That's the same thing. The 360 and the PS3 are, in all essence, dead. They might get another sports game this year, maybe not. Um, and without that backup, are we just going to get ports of more 360 PS3 games and, and people will call it support for the Switch? Or are we just going to say, you know what, the Switch is selling hotcakes, but FIFA 18 only sold, I don't know the number, let's say, you know, 5,000 units, and the PS4 version and the Xbox One combined sold, you know, 2 million, 10 million, whatever. FIFA's pretty big, so say 10 million. Well, is it worth developing all that or just focus all our resources on the unit that sells 10 million units? Uh, it's probably not going to get one on the Switch. So that is something to consider, and maybe a hardware revision will be needed, like the new 3DS will need will need a, a, a higher power Switch, and don't call it a new Switch, Nintendo, please, for the love of God, don't call it a new Switch. <laughs> you know you're go- they're going to. It's going to happen. Just because oh, he's oh, got it. You know, you know they listen to the podcast. I mean, with the way that the Nintendo Direct stuff happens all the time. So, I mean, of course, new Switch confirmed. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, so I want to move on to the next topic, which is the Nintendo Direct. Um, so if you haven't listened to the podcast in a while, the, it, it tends to be tradition that whenever we host a podcast, pretty much like in the following week or so, um, there's some sort of Nintendo Direct or something like that. Uh, now, typically our podcast was the first Monday of the month, so if we would have stuck to that schedule, it would have happened. But we had to, we had to change things up, so it's our fault for doing that. But there was a Nintendo Direct last week. Um, but in essence, now in, in turn, you guys now get to hear us talk about the Nintendo Direct uh, um, much more sooner. So Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct. And I know we did a uh, direct chat on our YouTube channel as well, so you can go check that out to see more detailed thoughts. I want to talk in general, maybe a couple of specific focuses, because obviously 
we got to talk about what happened at the end there. We got to talk there about that little something. To talk about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing confirmed that you ever thought about anything like that. We're, we're going to the Arms Invitational. That's it, guys. We're going to Washington. That, that's what we're talking about here. We're going to win it. That, was, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, arms. Well, what did you guys think I was going to talk about? What? I thought Splatoon was being ported in the 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's, let's jump right to it, because obviously that's that's the main game that's on everyone's mind. Super Smash Brothers okay. coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, they did try and do that little fake out with, uh, you know, the Inklings and everything. Um, it was really interesting the way they, they did it, um, because going into this Nintendo Direct, um, there was a lot of, you know, rumors and different talk about different things that could happen. And one of the games that was brought up a lot of, which actually wasn't in the Direct at all, was Fire Emblem. So I was completely expecting Fire Emblem to be in this Direct. Like, I, in, in my mind, like, it was there. Like, I was totally expecting it. I was hoping for Smash Brothers, but I was expecting Fire Emblem. So at the very end, when they said one more thing, I was like, oh, well, it has to be Fire Emblem because they haven't talked about it. And then I saw the Inklings. I was like, okay, it's Smash. I, at that point, I instantly knew um, they, they're doing Smash. And uh, so Inkling Boy and Inkling Girl confirmed in Smash. Mario's back, obviously. Link is back, but in Breath of the Wild here. Um, and, yeah, there's a lot of talk about is this new or a port or not and all indications seem to be that it's going to be a new game potentially um although granted it will probably reuse a lot of assets from maybe the wii u version or, or something like that um but uh i mean yeah smash brothers coming to switch this year 2018 what do you guys think <laughs> uh, of course i'm excited i i have some friends that are also uh big smash fans and uh, I was around one of them right as soon as I found out, and I was like, "Hey, guess what? They just announced that this is coming to Switch," and uh, and she actually doesn't have one yet, and so she's like, "Oh, I gotta get one now." Um, so like we were talking, you know, system sellers earlier, you know, like you know, we talked about how um, you know these indie titles are not normally system sellers. Smash Brothers is one of those system sellers. It's going to be pushing uh, even more sales into the holiday and beyond in 2019. Um, you know, it's going to happen, and so. Um, you know, Hudson, you you were right on. I mean, it's it's a smart move uh, for them. I didn't really think it was going to happen, um, but I do agree with the move. It's a, it's a very smart move. It's going to be pushing a lot more systems, and it's going to be good for them overall. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that the 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 inklings are in it as well. Um, I don't know. I think the biggest thing that I kind of go back and forth on is if I really care if it's a port or not, um, because Smash Brothers is such a, I don't know, like, other than some different um, modeling and, and stuff like that, and maybe, the, like, if they included a single player or not and stuff like, like, that sort of thing matters. But overall, like, the basic game is always the same. You just expand the, the roster, expand the, the amount of, of maps that you can play on. Um, but so many of them do come back from past games, and that's just a typical thing, and I think that's really good and important, and I think you'd... I think it's one of those things that if they took the uh, the basic idea of of the Wii U version and and maybe pulled in some some things that people really liked from Brawl and Melee um, and then and maybe even the original as well and just like made this deluxe version of like all the best pieces of all of it that was really even built on the same idea and just 
made it a little better, included all these different new aspects, I'd be okay with it. I don't think they need necessarily need to build something from the ground up as a brand new game. I think um, kind of a an enhanced deluxe pseudo port is okay with me. Um, and I think I would still be incredibly uh, pleased. So I don't really know uh, what they're going to do, but I just know my opinion on it. And I think um, I'd be totally okay if that's what they did. They just really enhanced what we have already and just made it better and, and blew it up. Uh, I think that's going to be great. But but yeah, I think, like you said, um, it, everything seems to be leaning toward a new game. But what does that really mean? I, I don't really know. Like, at what point does it become a new game, I guess? Um, and what point are we still thinking it's just an enhanced port? Um, or does that even matter? I, in my opinion, I don't think it does. I think for a game like, like Smash, like, I don't, I don't really care in the end. Um, I just love the fact that I'm getting Smash on, on my Switch. Um, and that's that's going to be great for me. What about you, Greg? Yep, that was definitely a very exciting announcement that I had no, definitely could not see coming. I mean, obviously, when we talked about like previous predictions and stuff, I've never thought that Smash Brothers would even be in the realm of releasing this year. So, as soon as like they were showing like the Inkling trailers, I was kind of like, oh, I guess it's another Splatoon DLC type thing. And then, obviously, when you see the Smash Ball logo, it's like, oh, my goodness, it's actually coming. And then, wow, it just very caught me very off guard is everything like about that. So definitely excited to see the Inklings in it. I think they do need some more Gunner-type characters. I'd be interested to see how it'll work with the ink mechanics and stuff like that, like how it's going to do damage and movement around and everything. And then, as always, the Smash hype now is going to be really high. So every time they conclude at the Nintendo Direct, it's like, oh, let's see who's joining Smash Brothers. It's like, it's always like the best part of all the Directs is just seeing everyone getting all excited. It's like, oh, look at this new character. Here's another new character. And then you already know there's going to be like at least three or four reveals at E3. So it'll be really nice to see like Mega Man and Sonic and some other ones come back. And hopefully that will all. They'll try to keep most of the Wii U rosters mostly intact if they can and just add on to it. But I guess time will tell as we learn more about the game. But yeah, definitely excited to play it on the go and have a new copy of Smash. We'll get obviously hundreds of hours just either playing by myself or playing against the Amiibos or playing against friends and family. It'll be great to have wherever we go with it. So definitely very excited for it. Hey, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Steve. I don't think it needs to be necessarily a new game or a port. What I would like to see, however, is for them to use the establishment that was Smash 4 and add on to it. And I do not want to see any characters cut. I think I think Smash Brothers started a precedent with Melee to not cut any characters. All the original Smash, the original 12 came back, and most of the characters came for Brawl. And even if you uh, play through Smash uh, Wii U in the event, there's even like the original and then the Melee characters in Brawl. Like there's events just to fight the, the characters based on the games they originated from. And I think they need to continue that. They need to keep every character that they can, and I say they can because the third parties, there might be some brouhaha. 
And I think they need to bring back every cut character that they've ever had, which is not that many at this point. Uh, you know, we've got Wolf and we've got Young Link, which could be a Majora's Mask base. Uh, we've got Ice Climbers definitely need to come back. No more 3D yet, uh, restrictions. And they need to take these characters and they need to expand on them, the Inklings being one. Uh, I'd like to see more representation for some franchises. Others have a little too much, um, but don't cut. Just, just add to them. You know, King DDD uh, is good, but let's get King K. Rule to have another big, heavy, you know, boss character. And Donkey Kong, you know, has Donkey and Diddy. Let's get Dixie in there. You got Tropical Freeze coming out. You know, let, let's expand on the existing franchises and throw in others like Arms. Throw in some older franchises. You know, F-Zero has had Captain Falcon since the beginning. Let's get another racer or two in there. You know, Metroid has had Samus, and, and now Zero Suit Samus. Um, but, you know, let's get some more characters in there from Metroid, especially with Metroid Prime 4 coming out. I mean, this is the perfect time to do it. So I want to see the, the, the Smash Wii U character slot with DLC all intact, add in all old characters that were cut, and then add in a bunch of new characters, at least 20 characters. Make them some Nintendo, make them some third party, make it a good, healthy amount, because you already have a base formation. I want to see all the stages in the game, every single stage, be brand new. Every single fighting stage from every franchise. And then, as either DLC or unlockable, unlock every stage from the original Melee, Brawl, 3DS, and Wii U. Have every stage in the game. No need to cut stages. Obviously, um, Battlefield and Final Destination, um, they can be there right from the start. They have to be their staples. But just, just, keep adding. Let's make it intense. Let's make the options there. And you know what would be nice? Bring back the custom stage. Bring back the custom stage thing from Brawl. Mm. That was a lot of fun. You know, why was it omitted? 3DS. But why? It's bring it back. Um, you know, as for a single player, there needs to be a single player adventure game. Subspace Emissary may not have been the most exhilarating thing in the world, but the cutscenes were awesome. And it gave you something else to do. It was, a, it was an improvement over Maelea's adventure mode. Let's get something like that back. Bring Smash Run back, sure. Bring Smash Tour back, sure. Smash Tour did something unique. It allowed you to have a stock battle where each stock was a different character. Let's make that a default thing. Let's make it so that you can pick five characters in the five stock, and that's your five. And if you have ten stock, it just, you know, goes around. Uh, let's do that. So each time you die, you're, you're playing a different character. Make it more exciting. Uh, and if you knock out one guy with one character, now you have to fight him as another character. Uh, also, tag battles would be kind of cool. Imagine having two people, you know, Mario and Luigi, and Mario's getting low, like uh, Cat Marvel's Capcom. You could swap out, and suddenly now Luigi's there at full health or, or 0%. And while Mario's in reserve, his percentage comes down a little bit. I think that could add a lot of things, like a lot of elements because we've had, what, stock, time, and coin for how many years now? Let's add new modes of battle. Like, like go, go balls to the wall on this. This is a celebration of Nintendo. And, and on top of that, we're, we're approaching the 20-year anniversary for Smash. Uh, Smash yeah, launched in yeah. 2019, or 2009, right? So, 90, 99. 99, I mean, yeah. So, so you're looking at 20 years of Smash. Celebrate it. Celebrate Nintendo's history. You want to sell 20 million units. You can't release a half-ass smash. You have to release uh, all-in-your-face celebration 
and you will move units. You will move, and, and on top of that, most importantly, you have it portable. Going to like conventions, people having switches with Smash will be huge while waiting in line for panels. People outside bringing their switch, playing it in public, will be word of mouth advertisements. It is huge, and you will get switches outside more. You will get parties more with with, with Smash. Just and online, online has to be stable. If you launch it in September with your paid online, it needs to be stable because that will be the telling game. Smash launches and the online is terrible, it's going to be an instant hit. It's going to be worse than Splatoon 2 not working or Brawl even not working. Like, it needs to be smooth. So that that's my Yeah, I think I agree with that. And I think um, they, they kind of delayed their online service and stuff. So if they delayed it and then it still has problems, then we're going to have issues. So... Um, I, I've been saying for the longest time, I think Smash would be perfect to launch with the online service, but yes, Nintendo, don't screw that up because it would be perfect, but it's also the perfect way to, to you know, get a bad word out there as well, a negative press. So you want to make sure that, that it's done right. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see if it does indeed launch in September or later in the year or what. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll find out more details uh, probably at E3. Maybe they'll even have a tournament at E3. I think that would be perfect. So. Um, lots of potential for, for things to come uh, with that. Um, I do want to mention some of the other stuff in the Nintendo Direct. So I'm not going to go through the whole list of announcements. We have the Direct Chat on the channel. Um, you know, Obviously, there are things for the 3DS, things for Switch, and so on. Um, in general, I just wanted to get like general thoughts that you all had on the Direct. Maybe pick out a couple highlights from, from the announcements, but not you know go through everything just for the interest of time. Uh, like For me personally, I'll just say, in general, the 3DS, it's interesting to see some of the games that are coming out for it and the fact that even one of them is out in 2019. So it really shows that they're trying to keep things going. Um, I know Luigi's Mansion was one that was talked about as well, like people like, why didn't they come to Switch? And while I do agree, I can also see the fact that they had the Dark Moon engine and so they probably just kind of used that um, as well. So it's probably an easy one for them to do. I don't think I'm really getting anything for the 3DS out of the games there except for Detective Pikachu. Um, that's going to be the only one there. Uh, for Switch, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about uh, uh, some of the stuff that was that was coming. I think Mario Tennis Aces I might end up picking up. I haven't gotten a Mario Tennis game before. Um, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition is one that I'm, I'm definitely going to get as well. Um, and I, I absolutely love Splatoon 2. So uh, the fact that, you know, we're, we're getting even more updates, including a first expansion pack, basically, uh, is, is really cool. I still um, need to beat the single player in, in Splatoon 2. I'm getting stuck at some points, but I'm trying again and getting back into it. And it's a lot of fun. So I'm excited about the expansion pack. And um, I, I think it's cool. I think just the amount of support that they've given that game has, has been a lot of fun. And I think this expansion is worthy of a purchase because it is a pretty lengthy single player. Like the single player campaign of Splatoon 2, I don't know, has what, 50-ish levels maybe? 60 max? I, I don't think near that much. This one has 80 uh, missions in, in this campaign. Um, and so there, there's a lot that seems to be to it. And it was a really cool trailer too. I love the music and everything. Like it's a little lengthy for, for, for folks that weren't into Splatoon. They're probably like, all right, get it over with. But I was digging it. I was like, this is cool music. I like this. This is good. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff. Overall, it was a, it was a good Nintendo Direct. There's some interesting omissions like Fire Emblem and Yoshi, but I guess they're going to save those for E3 or something. So we'll have to wait and see with that. Yeah, I think the, the coolest thing for 
for me is that they really did cover a whole lot, I think, and which makes me think, well, what are they holding back for E3 and for future announcements? Um, so as weird enough, I'm actually, um, this made me more excited for the future because this was really cool, but I know they they're probably have even better announcements in the future. So um, as far as what was announced, uh, I, I like you, Hudson, I don't know if I'm really that excited about any of the 3DS stuff. I think it's cool um, that they are still supporting it, but at the same time, like part of me goes, man, just just let it die. Um, the Switch is is new, it's exciting, and I think that's where the, the real money is. And I and it would be nice if some of these things were ported over to to the Switch as well, because um, a lot of the games, like they did announce a couple of them that are you know coming out to both, and, that, and I think that's really cool. Because um, some people don't have a Switch yet, and, and they, it's cool that they're still supporting that, I think, especially for younger children um, with the new TDS and all that stuff. Like, it's cool that they're still supporting that, but at the same time, like, for me, um, I'd rather keep, you know, rolling out games for, for, the, uh, for the Switch instead. But um, Luigi's Mansion was fun, but I'm not going to buy it again. It was kind of came out of nowhere. It was, it was cool, but... Um, I think the, some of the ones that really stood out to me that I'll probably am leaning toward getting or want to review or whatever, um, definitely Mario Tennis Aces. I'm excited for a real uh, Mario Tennis uh, game. I One of the biggest things that I, that I thought was just a huge omission, there was a lot of different, different omissions in the last one, um, but was that you couldn't use motion control for that. And I, I love the fact that they're building that back in. It's just, like this is like I don't I just forget that last one even happened. Like this is this is the real Mario Tennis game that that we should be getting, and so that's going to be exciting. Um, we I know people have differing opinions on the ports from the Wii U. I think the biggest thing for me is that I, as long as they're not wasting their time, they're like putting their time into that instead of coming up coming up with new games. I'm totally okay with it because there are some excellent games on Wii U that a lot of people have no clue about because it didn't sell that well. And so games like Captain Toad, um, I'm excited for it to come. And, and I think uh, Hyrule Warriors as well. I think both of those games are, are really good. And um, Captain Toad is one of the ones that I really, I never finished, but I really, really enjoyed it. And, and part of me is like, should I buy it again on Switch just because that's the system I'm playing all the time now? And I can take it with me. I can play it on the go. Um, because that was one of the things that that I reasons I didn't play it as much on the Wii U is because that kind of puzzle, the, the nature of it, I would have preferred to take it on the go. And now I can, and so I'm 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 really tempted by possibly repurchasing it because of that very reason. Um, and then Hyrule Warriors is just a great game. I played through it. I really I really enjoyed that game. I don't know if I'll get it again. Uh, I was surprised by stuff like South Park. I think that's that's a big third party that uh, they're getting. Um, it's it's already been out, but it's maybe it's that m- means good things for the future uh, and the next at the next uh, iteration of it. Um, and Splatoon too. I love that they keep pushing forward. I I've not been too much in the, in the single player on this Splatoon. Um, I I played more of the single player the last one. This Splatoon two. I've been mostly online, and so. Um, you know, the, but the Octo stuff, like, that's really cool. And some people have been asking for it for a long time. And so that was cool that they're doing that. And they're still supporting it with all this free stuff. So, um, yeah, overall, I was pretty pleased. But it, 
but I but I'm more excited about what they're going to announce in the future um, because of what they left out of, of this one. Yeah, what about you, Greg? Yeah, like um, you, I was kind of expecting to hear something on Yoshi or like Fire Emblem, obviously. Um, and I'll even repeat my previous predictions before Mario Maker. Where is it? Why don't we have it yet? Got to bring those people over. But um, overall, it was pretty solid direct. It was not a whole lot that I was actually looking forward to. Um, 3DS side, obviously, it's good to have Luigi's Mansion and the whatever the Bowser's inside story ports with the extra mode. Um, the biggest one that I was kind of surprised over there was with the WarioWare game. I really like the DS version, so I might try to pick up the new WarioWare game on the 3DS. But other than that, there wasn't really too much that really hold me over to really pursue continuing to play the 3DS. I don't even know if I'll even end up getting WarioWare despite enjoying that series. I'm not sure if it's going to go like a, a Mario Party Top 100 type route because they said they have like the different games from across the series or if it's actually going to be more of a real single player like, or multiplayer experience that normal games are normally tied to. But from the Switch side, it was definitely the Octopath Traveler. Really enjoyed the demo and the, like the game chat we had on it for even just a small demo, so I'm definitely excited to pick that up when it launches in July. And then that was the main headliner outside of Smash Brothers, but it, it's nice to see the Splatoon thing. I did that's like the only thing I did in Splatoon 2 was the story mode. Unlike Steve, I had still have not played a single multiplayer match, so um, I'm definitely considering picking up the story because I've really enjoyed that stuff so far, and I kind of like how they're doing a deep dive into seeing some more parts of the characters that have been around since the first one. So definitely looking forward to that DLC pack. Um, yeah, that's the main ones that I really remember because those are the main ones that I'm interested in. So that's it. What about you, Barry? Uh, I mean, we, we talked about this in our direct chat, but there, there were a few standout titles for me. Uh, Octopath Traveler is probably the biggest. Um, this, I, I can't wait to get that game. That, that has potential to be my game of the year this year. Mm-hmm. Although Smash is going to be an interesting contender. Uh, I love um, uh, with Octopath Traveler, like the fact that it was Project Octopath Traveler. So it was like, oh, what's the name going to be? What's it going to be? Oh, it's just Octopath Traveler. Oh, okay. Well, that's. <laughs> you know what? People wound up knowing it as that. So right. Much like name record. If they changed it to the Great Journey, people would be confused at this point. So Octopath Traveler, it works. Uh, and and I'm very happy it's getting a physical collector's edition, which I have thankfully got to pre-order in. Uh, you know, on the 3DS side, you know, I'm shocked to see Mario Luigi going into 2019 territory. That's shocking. I figured the majority of the games they have now were already in development. So it's like, all right, well, these are just these are just the leftovers. That we didn't want to tell the team to just put your hard work at end, you know, just making sure it's out. And this way they do show some support. I like Steve. Uh, it's interesting to see some of these dual games like Captain Toad and Sushi Striker. So the Sushi was actually uh, a 3DS game initially, and that moved to Switch. Uh, so I wonder if Captain Toad was the same thing. It was starting out as a 3DS port, and they moved it switch but uh i like how 
they pointed in the direct that Captain Toad, did you know he was in Super Mario Odyssey? And it's even on the box art, like, as seen in Super Mario Odyssey. It's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, it was because they know, like, so many people didn't play the Wii U game. So they're like, okay, you know, the guy that you know from Super Mario Odyssey, because we know you didn't buy the Wii U version, because barely anybody <laughs> did. But we know a lot of you bought Super Mario Odyssey, so we'll point that right there. <laughs> I, don't know, I thought that was just a really weird addition to the to the whole direct. But uh, the, the rest of the games they showed off were were quality titles, and they're all titles I planned on picking up. Uh, some some disappointments though through the direct, and I, I did cover this in the direct chat, but I'll cover it here quickly. One, uh, too many digital titles, digital only. Uh, Dylan was a digital only, although in Japan it's physical. And Okami HD has no reason being digital only when uh, it's physical on every other system as well. Uh, I'm noticing Capcom seems to not be a fan of physical anymore, which really upsets me. Uh, another omission is a lot of missed opportunities. Some of these ports are coming so late that they really should be compilations as opposed to just ports. Uh, I said this with Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze should have had returns included. Um, make it make it worth its while, especially because it's launching at sixty dollars when it originally originally launched at fifty dollars on the Wii U. So it's ten dollars more for Funky Mode. Yay! Um, on top of that, you have South Park. You know, Stick of Truth should have been included. They they included it with the PS4 and the Xbox One versions, and then later it even got a standalone physical copy. Why was it included on the Switch? It, you know, to me that's just a glaring omission. Uh, Travis uh, Strikes Again looks amazing, but where is No More Heroes One and Two? Like they should put those out. You know, get new blood in them, get new people who are, who didn't get to play the Wii originals. So I think there's some missed opportunities there with capitalizing on already already games that you already have especially because the Switch is like the port capital of the world at this point. Like, third-party support is great, and we're getting some third-party games at the same time. Valkyria Chronicles 4 and a Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection and Mega Man 11 all spring to mind as, hey, it's coming on Switch the same time as these other games or other systems, which is great. But then we're getting ports like South Park, which is a year later. Payday 2, Doom, Skyrim. Like, all these ports that we've gotten and that we're getting are so... After the fact, it's it's Wii U all over again in that respect. The Wii U launch, you have know, Mass Effect 3, and later on Need for Speed Rivals, and, and stuff like that. They're all ports of games. Watch Dogs they got well, like a year later or something like that. They're all ports of games we've already seen. And it's interesting, if, even if you look at Nintendo. Forget third party. We were talking earlier about you know Nintendo first party carrying a system, which is what it had to do for the Wii or the, and the Wii U. But you look at the Switch. The first year we had Zelda, which technically kind of was a port, but it was the same time. You had Odyssey, you had Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you had Splatoon 2, you know, you had Mario and Rabbids, which was with a third party. You had Fire Emblem Warriors, which was with a third party. Uh, and then you had how many ports? You had Mario Kart 8 and you had Pokemon Tournament. That's two, two ports in that first 2017 year and a bunch of new. So that was great. And now you look at the first half of this year. And you have Bayonetta 1, Bayonetta 2, you've got Hyrule Warriors, you've got Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, you've got Captain Toad, and what do you have new? You have Mario Tennis Aces, which is actually coming 622, so it's even into summer. You have Kirby Star Allies, and you have Nintendo Labo, which 
some people won't even consider as a, as a real game. That's it. You have way more, like the, the ratio is, is more ports versus new. And I think that's where people are having a problem with ports. I do not think, you know, Steve, you mentioned this. I do not think the ports take away from development of new games. Ports are handled by small teams that are just doing it. They're not taking away resources from brand new games. The problem is, is that we're having, at this point, this, this first half of the year, we're having way too many ports to brand new games ratio. And for people who didn't have the Wii U, that's fine. But for the Nintendo loyalists that did have a Wii U that played all these games or most of these games, then it's leaving months of dry spells. And if you turn to the third party, you're getting, oh, man, you know what? You, 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 want, you want Undertale? Great. Here it is. Now you can play. But, but I already played it on the PS4. I already played it on the Vita or the PC. But th- this is our game this month, Undertale. Play. But I already played it. What do you have new for me? Uh, uh, let's see. What do you want? Okami, right? Yeah, Okami. But that we played that on the PS2 and the Wii and like all these other systems. There's nothing new, and that's a problem. And this Direct was a very port-heavy Direct. Octopath Traveler was a new title. Mario Tennis Aces was a new title. Smash Brothers is a new title. And for the Switch, Sushi yeah, Strikers. Yeah, Sushi Strikers is not going to carry this system. <laughs> you know, that's the problem. How, versus how many ports were shown off? Virtually everything else. So I thought it was a great direct. In our direct chat, I did give it an 8.5, but I definitely see where people are having this problem with ports, and it does need to be addressed from third-party perspective and, more importantly, also a first-party perspective. And that's why I kind of gave it a lower ranking because me being the Nintendo loyalist, I played I played Hyrule Warriors. I played Tropical Freeze. So it's like, do I really want to buy them again? No, not particularly. But I do have Skyrim that I have not played. So that definitely will keep me busy for many, many hundreds of hours. So it's not like I have extended dry spell. It's just I have an awesome game to sink hours into. But is that really right. a selling point for a system? Hey, you've already played all our games, but don't worry. We have a game from 2010 that you can sink 100 hours into in 2018. You know, like, that's not really selling it. Yeah, I, but I think I think the biggest thing is, like, it is true that, you know, some of the loyalists and, and people that, that play games all the time are, are probably wanting stuff all the time, and it's great to have something, but – but in a way, they've kind of set themselves up for failure as well by having uh, so many new games all the time throughout 2017 because, like, can, can they really keep that up? And, and can, like, is, like, for the vast majority of gamers out there, like, do we need brand-new huge titles every month? I don't, like, I, I would probably, like, the older I get, the more casual of a gamer I become because uh, I just don't have as much time as I used to. And um, and I think I have plenty already. There's a lot of games that I haven't, like, like we were talking earlier, like Preston and I are still working through Splatoon um, single-player edition, and, and I still haven't finished everything I could in, in Zelda, and I'm far from completing everything I can in Mario Odyssey, and there's still, you know, some other games that I can go back to. I haven't even started Skyrim on Switch, and there's other there's other aspects of other games that I still could go back to. I'm still going to be playing Rocket yeah. League all the time. And I got Xenoblade Chronicles that I got to buy. And, and that'll like last you things. a whole year at this rate, Steve. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, 
Yeah. I think there's plenty of content already out there that if they, if they'd have to go a a few months without releasing a a brand new huge game, I'm okay with that because I've got plenty in my backlog that I can work through. And I think people are still buying brand new switches like today. And so they've got this entire year of catalog that they can go back to as well. I think the biggest thing is that they do have these games coming out and, and I think the biggest thing is that they they packed, I, I, I still think into the future, they packed this direct with all this stuff. That means they have stuff to fill E3 and other directs that they come out with. So my guess is, I, maybe I'm being too hopeful, is that that's going to come at E3. That they're going to come out the Yoshi and, and the Fire Emblem and all these other things that they left out. They kind of push this stuff into this direct because they have all this other things that we're looking for that's going to come in E3. And they're going to say, okay, you want this? It's coming out. You want this? It's coming out. You want this? It's coming out. Um, and that's when they can really push that. And maybe I'm just right. being really hopeful. Maybe that's not going to happen at all. But but it seems to make sense. It does yeah. make sense. I mean, you'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, if they had their E3 direct filled with these ports, people would be like, what the heck? Why am I watching Nintendo? It's like they're just going to announce all these really old games coming to 3DS and which I mean, what's going on here? Um, obviously they're going to talk about Fire Emblem. Maybe there's Animal Crossing. There's blocks to build on with Smash Brothers. I mean, it's. I think they pretty much know what they're doing and how they organize the way that they're going to be releasing some of these announcements. So, yeah. I think there's setting up a big E3 show with a lot more unique titles to be shown. Big, right. uh, you you mentioned something. You mentioned that for you, you have plenty in your backlog, so it's fine with a few months of ports and stuff. And, and that makes sense for you. Uh, what you are missing is, like, you, you described yourself as a little more casual. And I agree. As I got older, you know, a little more casual, uh, you know, playing games on easier difficulties just to enjoy them, stuff like that. But when the Switch was first announced, it was heralded as a phenomenal reveal because it didn't show kids. It showed adults, and the system definitely seemed to be marketed at adults, you know, going on planes and driving in cars and, you know, going to rooftop parties, and it followed the entire first year was all adult-oriented games, not necessarily M-rated, but there was a lot of hardcore stuff. It, It filled the need of the hardcore gamer, and the casuals were able to enjoy it, too. Now, the problem is that you... Nintendo seemed to, we are advertising this system to the hardcore, and their casual blue ocean strategy, which is what the Wii used, is what Labo is, and what they stated is more besides Labo of, of other devices. That's their blue ocean. That's their, this is not for the hardcore, this is for the kids, and that's different. But the hardcore now are the people who did play those games. The hardcore are the ones that have played Skyrim in 2010 and played South Park Stick of Truth last, or uh, Fractured But Whole last year and played Payday 2 a couple years ago, etc. So they want those new experiences. They want that one big new game a month on the Switch because they're probably playing multiple consoles at the same time. And the Switch may be their portable. They might be playing it on the go and they want something big to play. It's Nintendo's fault for advertising to the hardcore right away gaining that hardcore momentum and then dropping the ball for those hardcore catering. Oh, the casual are okay. It's still selling. It's still selling is not like an excuse to slack off. 
In fact, it's the worst thing. And that's what's happened in this industry. You look at the PlayStation 2 that sold gangbusters. And what did Sony do? They followed up that success with the PS3, which was a bomb at launch. The 360 was phenomenal. It sold great. And then what happened? They followed that up with the Xbox One, which was a bomb at launch. The Wii, same thing. Phenomenal. Followed it up with the Wii U. was a bomb the entire life. So you look at the Switch now. It's coming out of the gate. Great. But if they get too comfortable, well, it's still going to keep selling. We can, Let's get another Wii U port in there. They don't need another new game. The casuals haven't played it yet. That's a problem. They need to alternate. They need to cater to both audiences if they want true success. Or people right. will sell the, the Switches. Remember, if someone bought a system, they could always sell it. You know, it's not a guaranteed paid customer. So, Barry, also remember the fact that um, I agree that it should be a balance. But I do think there's a lot of core gamers that are asking for those ports. Any game that's announced, one of the first responses is, but when's it coming to Switch? When's it coming to Switch? So all these games that are coming out, that's a big thing that everybody wants those ports too. So it's kind of uh, Nintendo's yeah. giving the ports, but you know, it, it's got to be that balance, I think. Yeah, um, because I think there's um, too many. Right. Well, and right. You, let, so and I, you have like you have a bunch of of you know Nintendo hardcore gamers that yes, we bought <laughs> that still sounds weird to me um, because it's been such a disconnect uh, over the last several years, but. But true Nintendo gamers who did get the Wii U and they played, uh, you know, as many Wii U games as they can. But there is a huge hardcore audience that did not get a Wii U clearly, and uh, and so for those people like that even are hardcore gamers that consider themselves that's the the brand new games for them because this the Wii the Wii U bombed, and so there's a lot of people that these still are brand new games even for for uh, for you know cool hardcore gamers. And so I think, yeah, I think there should be a balance, clearly. Um, I, I think maybe I'm just like, still hoping and, and holding on to the, that will happen at some time in the near future, um, probably E3. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I still think, like, I agree. I think they just set themselves up too much, maybe. <laughs> like, almost like they should have backed off a little bit in they their first year. They can't top 2017. Like, how can exactly. you top that? Yeah. I think that's the biggest well, thing is they just like set us up thinking, oh wow, we're gonna bam, 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 all these great games. And we're like, okay, we want we keep that going for the next five years then. And right. they're like, oh wait, you know, okay, back to reality. That's that's near impossible. Okay, like we, this is back to how it we actually can keep it up for the next next several years. Well, what right. I think right. is since they stated they wanted to sell 20 million, which is more than the first year, they need to bring out some big guns. And Smash Brothers is certainly a big gun. Uh, I think Yoshi was supposed to come out in the spring, um, but I think either development delays or it was too similar to Kirby and they didn't want the two of them to come out. Uh, so I think that was delayed. And I'm guessing another game was supposed to come out in the spring uh, that was also a brand new title, maybe a Mario Party or something like that. And that also hit development snags, so they had to push it. So all they were left with were Kirby, you know, Mario Tennis, and some ports. And as I think it's an unfortunate thing, but I also think that means the back half this year is going to be jam-packed. I think Fire Emblem is going to come, Smash is going to come, Yoshi's is going to come. That's three months right there. If there's a Mario Party or something, that's a fourth month. If Bayonetta 3 comes out, if Pokemon comes out, that's the Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Animal Crossing could come out. Um, but, but the point is, is I think the back half of this year is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be new game, new game, new game, new game, new game, and they're going to push it to the holiday, and that's fine. 
I, but I do think there were delays for the spring because the, the first half of this year definitely definitely is lacking in some in some ways. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so yeah. So you know we'll have to wait and see what happens at E3 and what's and what's to come. Obviously, the first year of the switch, um, uh, lots of good. There's you know some room for improvement with moving things forward, that sort of thing. And we'll have to kind of see what. Uh, what happens going forward. Alex says, Mariah in the chat says, honestly, I think it's going to be expect the unexpected for E3. So hope, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. Um, Nintendo seems to be doing at least some things right with the switch. So hopefully they'll, they'll continue that. Um, but, uh, but I do want to talk about one other new story that's kind of late breaking right before the podcast. There's a new firmware update for the Nintendo switch. So uh, version 5.0, which Unfortunately, it's slightly misleading because you think it goes from 4.1 or whatever to 5.0. It's going to be big. Eh, eh, well, not, <laughs> not so much. Um, but I do want to talk about what's in it. Um, first of all, it does include a fix for that little glitch that was there for, um, you know, if, you're, if it had been over a year of you playing a game, your playtime on the activity log kind of reset again. Uh, the data was still saved. You just looked like you were starting over or whatever. So, there's a fix in this update that has that's there for that. Uh, but the, but ma- the main features are that Facebook and Twitter friends that also use the Nintendo Switch can now be added through friend suggestions. Uh, using the Nintendo Switch Parental Controls app, you can add specific software titles to your whitelist to exclude them from the console's parental controls. Uh, captured videos in the album will be restricted by parental controls depending on you know any, your restricted software settings. Uh, to keep the parental controls pinned private, the default method for pin entry has been changed to using a control stick and buttons instead of the on-screen number pad, blah, blah, blah. Uh, select 24 new arms and Kirby series icons for your users. So if you're into the icons, there you go. Finally, arms and Kirby. Um, digital software purchases made from a PC or smart device will start downloading sooner than previously, even if the Nintendo Switch console is in sleep mode. Uh, receive notification when pre-purchased software is ready to play. Filter news to view only unread news or news from specific channels. Oh, and that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is kind of nice. And I did check out my yeah. Nintendo Switch. You kind of open up the news app. You click on, uh, press the Y button for channel list, and then it's got the channels there, that sort of thing, which definitely is, is very helpful. Um, and then the last thing, which uh, I kind of think is, is pretty neat, although it's not really a feature. But Nintendo Switch Pro Controller grip controllers, or grip colors will now display in the controller's menu. So before the controller's menu would show you the color of the Joy-Con, now it'll show you the color of your Pro Controller, like if you have a Splatoon one, the pink and green, you know, grips or whatever on the Pro Controller. So, yeah, little things, uh, nothing major really in this update. Um, so I don't know if they're just saving all the big features to come with their online service later or what, but... Uh, New update out now. I don't know. Anything yeah. here that you guys are super excited about? The news thing is the most exciting thing because I never check that thing because it gets overwhelming. And when you add – the thing that I don't like is when I've added a Japan account and a Europe account um, because I want the ability, you know, if I want to get some, you know, games off that eShop. Or sometimes we get review copies and they're the other region, and so I need to get it from that, that eShop. Um, but it just like floods my entire thing. And I get like co- multiple copies of different people, different news and sometimes other languages. And it's just, it's got to the point where I just don't even check the news. I know there's cool stuff in there, but I just have avoided it because of just the 
mass chaos it is. So honestly, that's the thing that I'm most excited about. Um, I, I, there's not a whole lot other than the online thing that I would rather them add. I, I like the idea of folders. It's not that big of a deal to me, but I think folders would eventually be cool. And I want some other themes other than white and black. That's, is that much, too much to ask? You keep popping them out on 3DS. Give us some themes. Give us some themes on the, on the Switch. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think my, I think my most favorite part is like the new icons. I like to change it up every once in a while. I've changed it around. So um, I'm not particularly a fan of Kirby arms, but it's nice to have more options, though. So great to see that they're continue building the selection. But yeah, I wish there was better folders, themes, stuff that's already exists on the previous hardwares and not here yet. I don't know why it's so difficult to add. I mean, need a way to organize the games instead of just holding, scrolling, wave right to find that game, Legend of Zelda, that I played whatever at the beginning of the year last year. So, well, I guess maybe that's coming down the line. I'm I'm mainly happy with the, the fix to that glitch just because it was so disheartening to see Zelda change to played zero days ago. Like, <laughs> And I, I'm waiting, you know, on the next, I think, 5.0.1, I'm sure, like, Nintendo's going to add, like, Zoom support and stuff like that. You know, like, they're, they're slowly catching up to the time. So, you know, we might we might got, like, an iPod Classic, you know, edition or something. You know. can add your friends from MySpace. <laughs> yeah, so MySpace can connect, and, and your kid, you can use a Kindle Fire through the, through the Switch and stuff like that, you know, they're... They're slowly getting up there. I think you might be able to play MP3s as well. <laughs> I do like the Facebook and and, and Twitter uh, friends. Like that's that's handy. Yeah. To, I because the stupid friend code thing is still going to kick around. But if they can, I guess, like bring in other ways to find friends without having to type that stupid thing in, I guess, like I'm I'm more okay with it. But I I still don't get the point. But um, especially like. If you're gonna bring all these other ways, like just give us, just give us the name. Like that's that's all I'm, yep. I'm asking for. But like, you know what they're gonna do? Besides the point. Time, next time they're gonna allow you to find your friends through Tinder. <laughs> Swipe right to friend me on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I do agree that it's just nice to have those other options. I already sent a couple friend requests to people that I had from, and if, even from like other mobile apps uh, and stuff people I had on Animal Crossing Pocket Camp or whatever. Uh, there's one YouTuber and stuff. She has a whole ton of subscribers. She added me in Animal Crossing or something. Now I can send her a friend request on the Switch. I don't know if she'll add me, but that'd be cool. Um, that's how I have one of the Power Rangers added, actually, through because I had them on the 3DS or something. So I like the, the different options of, like, having the, uh, you know, the, the ability to send friend requests and stuff. Um, I don't know, Hassan. You're a married man. You're pretty excited to get that female YouTuber on your Switch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no. Hey, hey, it's Brizzy Voices. Shout out to Brizzy Voices. Anyone else check her out? She's a voice actress. She's pretty cool. Um, but uh, now the uh, yeah, it's, you know, always those little things are always nice, but a um, little misleading to have it in a 5.0 update, and not like 4.2 or something. Like, come on, Nintendo. You know, we're all waiting for the goods, and then that's what you give us. But I don't know. Uh, they'll figure it out one day, <laughs> maybe. One day. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see, you know, what, what else comes from it in the future. But um, that about wraps up all the announcements and everything and all the discussion from 
this episode tonight. Um, I did want to mention one other thing, though, to kind of end the episode, a little bit of a, an announcement, I guess. <laughs> Barry's already given me the floor. Everybody's giving me the floor now. Um, <laughs> oh, we're just going to cut it off right here. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> It happens everywhere. I'm just not allowed to say it, and just, I just nope. have to I force myself to keep going back. See, um, like Steve, uh, Greg, and I are like the three monkeys. You know, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. So therefore, you can't do anything because we don't we don't acknowledge it. So it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but um, but yeah, basically, um, I came to the decision. Um, Nintendo Fuse has been, you know great community and and uh and, uh, and um i've been with the site through through many iterations from back when it was wii nintendo and and so on um over a decade i think i was, I was mentioning to, to steve earlier so it's been a while but um i think i'm at that, that point in my life right now where i just have you know so many other different things going on different priorities and, and different things that i my full energy and my full attention is not towards you know the podcast and that sort of thing and i don't feel like I can half-heartedly do this. Um, you know, I, I feel like there's so much more potential and, and I want to see this thing grow even more. And, and there's so many great things that, uh, that this community is, is doing. And, and um, so I made the decision to kind of step away from Nintendo Fuse. Um, and so the next podcast next month will be the, the last one that I'm officially part of, so to speak. Um, I would love to, you know, every now and then pop back in and, and join in on, on, different things. So, so this is not like the last of me that you're ever going to see. I'll still be around. And obviously I love the community and, and you all are, are, are great friends and stuff as well. So I will definitely be around and we'll be playing games together and, you know, for sure be, be a part of this community in, in, in that way. So, um, but just as the, you know, podcast host, so to speak, uh, in, in that official capacity on, on the Nintendo Fuse team, I'll be stepping down from that after uh, the next podcast. But um, don't let yeah. him guys. To chain him into the basement, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should start a plan like uh, five thousand likes to keep to keep hustling uh, around, maybe yeah. something like that. Yeah, there's a little uh, contest there. <laughs> no, but the uh, no, I, I appreciate all the you know all the, the the comments and everything from from people over the years, and definitely excited to see where where things go from here. Um, obviously, you know it's a good time to be a Nintendo fan, as I said. So. Um, it's a good time to 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 see where where things go from here. Definitely looking forward to it. So, with that being said, um, thank you again to everybody that uh, that hopped in the the chat and joined us as well. Um, and we'll be back next month. Who knows? You know what what we'll have to discuss since then. I know Kirby Star Allies will be out. You know at that since then. Uh, whatever else, Detective Pikachu. I don't know. We'll figure out what we end up talking about depending on uh, what's interesting at the time. But. Uh, Stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com for all the latest. Check out the YouTube channel for all the game chats and direct chats and everything else that, that we do on the channel. There's, there's a lot of great content there, so definitely hit that subscribe button and check it out, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye. And call recording is talk to you, lady. Still doesn't she? She doesn't want it to end. See, she's in on it too. <laughs> she, she says, "Nope, uh, you're not going see. anywhere. You're not going anywhere, Tom. You hear this? No, don't turn this podcast off. If you're listening at this point, as long as you keep it going, Hassan is stuck here."
I'm forced. I'm like, you know, 500 hours later, I'm like asleep right here. Doesn't matter. You will sleep on the podcast forever. <laughs> Just 24 hours live constantly, whatever <laughs> I'm doing. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. You'll be at work and be like, hey, what's that? Oh, that's the podcast. What's going on? If we actually get 5,000 and... likes, you're on. <laughs> Well, I mean, if this thing stays on for 24 hours, you know, or forever, <laughs> then I'm sure at some point. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. And bye.